0: so welcome to the recap at the end of week 39 congratulations on getting this far congratulations on getting to the end of the Old Testament it may have seemed a long time coming back in the middle of February and March when we were in the book of Leviticus it always seems like a long time coming but we have got there it is now the coming towards the end of September and we finally have finished the Old Testament and my first observation about that is not only how long it takes um, Not only about how little time then we have to look at the New Testament because we all know the difference in the books the, uh, the books of each and the size of them but I want to share with you that there's reason for that There's reason why we don't simply just have a New Testament There's reason we have this Old Testament that we have gone through even the bits that we haven't liked Even the bits where it's been laborious and hard at times even in the bits where we've wanted to give up there's reason to having all these stories uh, and a little bit of the recap today is going to be uh, maybe filling in a few of those blanks but i just want to say uh, maybe draw an illusion or uh, an illustration for you which is of a box set or a series that you've you watched currently uh, and i think we talked about this in one of the other recaps i'm watching a, a box set at the minute the good wife it could have been House of Cards. I think I talked about before as well, or Homeland, where if you come into the fourth series or season, and you jump in at that point, yes, you'll you'll figure out who all the characters are and what they've done, and uh, and maybe get a little bit of a background of them and snapshots, and and you'll still get the hero of the story. You'll still understand all that, but you'll miss the whole build up to that. You'll miss all the background. You'll miss a lot about that person's character you'll miss a lot about what they've been through and what they've had to go through and what they've done and that's really the old testament for us is it tells us about the character of god about the nature of god it tells us about these Israelites. It tells us about what they've had to go through and what they've been through. It tells us the ways in which they've rebelled and missed the point. It tells us about how they've been wayward. It tells us about how God has rejoiced in them. It tells us about how God has remembered his promise, which is one of the recurring themes. Remembered his promise and the covenant he made with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Uh, and he still continues to love and care for and seek after the good of this people and a lot of times the People of Israel have used that to their advantage a little bit They've actually said at times some of the prophets have said God It's, it's not about us as your people. It's about your holy name and so act for your holy name And God has acted and so the whole of the Old Testament shows us a little bit about that It fills in a lot of the details yes if we jump into the new testament it's all good we get to the the point where we hear about jesus we hear about the good news and we're told that the whole of the old testament points towards jesus and so we'll pick up at jesus and that's fine but we'll maybe miss a whole lot of the subtleties and the background and the references and the context of those and so hopefully as you've got through that now as you're on the other side you can rejoice and be glad that you've done that You may never want to do it again. That's totally fine. I simply hope this has been a really good experience for you to fill in. Maybe some of those blanks to raise questions. Yes. And if you have any, let me know and we can deal with some of those. Um, But it's a chance to see some more of the picture of God and see the, the importance of the Old Testament. Because if it's in our Bible and it takes us until the end of September to read through it, there must be some reason. And so that's why we've gone through to try and find that reason. But there's a blank page in the middle of the Bible, not quite the middle, but in between the two testaments. I'm just going to deal with that a little bit at the minute, because if we jump into the New Testament, which we do, and the stories of Jesus and the other letters, we again miss some of the subtleties. We miss the context, we miss why certain language is being used. The Hebrews, the Israelites, the Jews who were living at this time, who lived in between the... Old Testament and the New, they lived in their own land and were scattered all over the place. And that's one of the things we, we remembered that at the time when the Babylonian Empire came and scattered and, and ruined the, the temple in Jerusalem, the Jews were taken with them to various places. They, the Persians uh, ruled over them, the Greeks under Alexander the Great ruled over them, they were then controlled by the Egyptian, Ptolemaic uh, Empire. And then the Syrian Empire in about 198 BC. And this isn't just me off the top of my head, by the way, I'm reading all these things. Um, the Jews were forbidden at this point on pain of death to practice their traditional way of life, including their religion. The Jerusalem temple was turned into a pagan shrine and persecution became prevalent. Became prevalent. And so once again, the temple that we've seen restored is again being used into a pagan shrine. Uh, Mattathias, an aged priest along with his five sons, led this revolt. And then Judas uh, called Maccabeus and his successors eventually won independence uh, in around 164 BC. The temple was cleansed and the daily burnt offerings and their religious ceremonies resumed and that's the event that is still commemorated by the Jews each December as Hanukkah, the fe- the feast, the fest. the feast of lights and that's this independence of the temple once more in 164 bc which is before christ then nine fillers, fillers. i'm struggling today but keep with me because i have to be quick for you nine rulers followed judas macbius um but they became progressively dictatorial corrupt immoral and even pagan internal strife led jewish leaders to ask the roman general of pompey to come and restore order and so there begins the roman rule which we see a lot in the beginning in the gospels in the new testament which began in 63 bc and lasted into the fourth century when he pompey took over jerusalem he entered the temple and even the most holy place which we'll all remember as being uh, something you don't do the priest only the high priest did that once a year and there was a rope tied to him with bells on it just in case anything happened to him And so pompey just enters the temple in the most holy place and to the jews this was the ultimate insult and sacrilege and because of this uh, and maybe other exercises of privilege and control by their conquerors this deep suspicion and ill will began growing lasting over a century until the jews rebelled and the romans destroyed the jewish state and so that's what we enter into says the new testament reader must remain aware of this seething undercurrent that colours much of what takes place even during the ministry of Jesus and so that's all going on this tension, this political unrest is going on when Jesus speaks we're told that rulers under the Romans removed and appointed high priests at will so there's a lot of the high priests there's a lot of Israelite and Jewish leaders who are trying to uh, sit on both sides or maybe sit in the fence in the middle and make sure that They gained their own privilege and they kept the Romans right because these rulers could appoint and remove high priests at will. And so there's some of that going on as well. As I mentioned, the majority of the Jews were scattered throughout the world and this diaspora or dispersion presented a continual threat to racial, ethnic and cultural identity. And so they had all these issues going on we'll remember that as we went through the old testament again that the temple was the center place of their worship it was where god rested his feet in the earth and so that was taken away from them they were dispersed throughout the world and so they had to find this other way the primary emphasis shifted from the ceremonial to the moral ethical law because the the ceremonial was the temple was the altar was the place that you went to but that wasn't there any longer. And so how how could they do that? How could they rely on the ceremonial? So it became this moral ethical. Which was a way of life. So rather than the ceremonial. It was this way of life. But to obey the law one needed to know its content. Which required study. As a result the centre of worship was no longer exclusively the temple. With its liturgy. But also the place of learning. The assembly. The local synagogue. Which we'll see a lot of in the New Testament, uh, as we go into it, this local synagogue is a place even where Jesus goes to to teach. And so that's what people who went there, they were expecting to te- be taught and to learn and to be told the content of this law that they had from Moses. And so this resulted in new and different forms of interpretation in the birth of traditions, often additional laws, which supposedly expanded and clarified the written Torah during the New Testament period, these additional laws were taught and passed on both orally and in written form. Many people regarded these rabbinic traditions as having a divine origin equal to the laws in the written scriptures. But Jesus pronounced them as the tradition of men. And so we have these law that has been passed down from Moses instead of the ceremony that they carried out at the temple on the altar that was taken away. So they find this new way of being And it was up to the the rabbi, the the priests at that time, and we'll hear the word rabbi quite a lot. He was the one who interpreted to the people how they were to live out this law among them. And they were held in very high esteem. They were almost put up on pedestals because people regarded these rabbinic traditions, which is the, the teaching of these rabbis, as equal to the law. But Jesus announces them and pronounces them as traditions of men. The new interpretive methods and the additional traditions increasingly became the subject of disagreement. Surprise, surprise. If there's people and if there's opinions, there's generally disagreement. Groups competed. That wouldn't happen today, though, would it? Groups competed for religious prestige and authority. Again, that wouldn't happen today. Political power, recognition as being wise, wealth, the satisfaction that they were really in the right. Never heard of that before. Thus arose numerous parties, denominations, or sects. The best known uh, known are the Sadducees, Pharisees, Zealots, and Essenes. And if you want to know a little bit more about them, Google or let me know and I can tell you about them. And maybe we'll look at them in one of the, the recaps if you want. Most of their differences resulted from their distinctive traditions, their ways of understanding the law. Again, this just sounds completely weird, doesn't it? We've never heard of this today. No... One example of such differences is seen in the tensions between the Sadducees and Pharisees, which we'll see later in the New Testament. But interestingly, most people in the land of Israel belong to none of these groups, being too busy earning a living and caring for their families. According to Josephus, who was a Jewish non-Christian, but a, just a, a, a historian of this time, the Pharisees were the most influential in the general public. The Sadducees came from aristocratic priestly families and were not generally popular but most ordinary Jews were devoted to their nation and religion and some genuinely devoted to God such as Zachariah, Elizabeth, Joseph, Mary, Simeon, Anna, such so on. And so there's these tribes, sects, denominations who are claiming to be right weird eh? There are these people who are very keen on doctrine and dogma and then there's the most people in the land who belong to none of these groups who are just trying to earn a living and caring for their families. Interesting, eh? And so there are some things to think of, especially what comes to my mind is when Jesus has the, the Sermon on the Mount, which we'll look at very uh, in week 40 and 41. When Jesus talks to you have heard it say, but I say, you have heard this say, but I say, and we'll look at that in the recams. But that's just a little bit of historical background the context into which we're looking and we're hearing these stories and that's the world in which jesus was born into and lived and taught and so that's that's just i wanted to do that as recap of week 39 and it may be an introduction into week 40 um i have rushed through it at a speed there because i want to try and fit it in um if you have other questions let me know And I'll try and remind you of some of those things as we go through our readings and as we begin the New Testament. Um, So congratulations again. Enjoy as we begin. And really the countdown's on to the end now. Um, If you're catching up with us, brilliant. Well done on getting here. If you're not up to, to speed and you're not up to the right week just well done in in getting this far and into the new testament if you're just joining us for the new testament we hope you enjoy it and maybe this will give you a taster for going back into the old but enjoy week 40 as we begin the new testament that was a weird way of saying it but enjoy anyway